Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 58. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinances of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I chose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I chose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden like a spring of water, whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairers of the breach, the restorers of the streets to live in. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interest on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interest, or pursuing your own affairs. Then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you right up upon the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. It is hard to believe that January has already flown by. That 2022 has begun in hurry and that we are already about to engage in the season of Lent. In a month, we will be having Ash Wednesday. It is a time in which we mark those 40 days towards Holy Week. A reminder that at a time in Jesus' journey, he turned towards Jerusalem to go and give his life for us on a cross. During this time, I like to always stop and ponder and count my blessings and repent anew of my sins. 
It's a good time to recommit myself to the Lord and to draw near to him as he draws near to me. Ash Wednesday always reminds me to stop and to try to remove the distractions from my life that keep me from focusing on my faith and on God. Like many Christians during Lent, I always think about fasting something, giving something up to focus on God and to remind myself of the sacrifice that Jesus himself did for me. As we prepare to enter this important period of penitence and self-reflection, the words of Micah chapter 6, verse 8 come to me. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with your God? Truer words have never been written, yet I find myself using the proverbial but. But Lord, how do I do that in such challenging times? How do I do that during a pandemic? How do I do that when there's so much suffering, death, and mourning all around us? How do I do that when I can't even be face-to-face -face with those that might be needing me? This is when God brought me to Isaiah 58. This chapter reminds me that we are to shout out and not hold back when it comes to declaring the goodness of the Lord. That no pandemic, no situation, no illness, no distress should ever keep us from sharing our faith with others. That we should shout and not hold back, not turn back, not stop when it comes to calling out injustice and declaring sin, sin. That we should not hold back when it comes to practicing righteousness and delighting in the Lord. You know, there is never a bad time to delight in the Lord. There's never a bad time to worship him. There's never a, a bad time to, to declare his goodness, even in the midst of difficult times. We're supposed to do this. Isaiah reminds us that we fast because we're, we're called to do so by God. God has called us to set ourselves apart, to set time to draw close to him. We often engage in fast and, and think of giving up eating or doing something that we like. Yet Isaiah tells us that fasting is so much more. That it is not just about humbling ourselves and laying in sackcloth and ashes. That it is not just about lowering our heads and, and setting ourselves up so that everybody will see that we are fasting. He says it's so much more than that. It's setting time apart to be with the Lord, to commune with the Almighty, to seek His face, to really want to know what is His will for our lives. It is a time to really take the word seriously about doing justice and seeking mercy with the Lord. So what do you do in this time apart? According to Isaiah, you are to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. In other words, we are we're people of redemption. We are people that are here to help those around us to draw closer to God by being ambassadors for Christ. We cannot do any of this apart from God. One of the reasons we fast is because we want God to be with us and to go with us as we do all these things. He tells us, if you see someone hungry, feed them. If you see someone naked, clothe them. 
It is to do the old adage that we always repeat, do unto others as you would like them to do unto yourself, but with a purpose, with a goal. You see, we do all of these things with the purpose of promoting the kingdom of God. We do all of these things in order for other people to know him and to have a relationship with him. We do it so that the light may break forth like the dawn and so that healing may spring up quickly so that the Lord can go before us and so that people may know the Lord's salvation. Isaiah tells us that when we do this, the Lord's glory is at our rear guard. He goes with us, surrounds us, fills us, just overwhelms us with his presence. And we are invited then to be bearers of the good news of the kingdom of God. Isaiah is inviting us to surround ourselves with the glory of God when we do God's work, that we don't go and do it alone, but that we go with God and for God, and that God is the one who is leading us in it. He says, when we do this, we call on the Lord, and the Lord answers. He says, here I am. You know, sometimes it feels like God is far away. Yet Isaiah says that when we are, we are drawing close to God, he is drawing close to us. That when we call to him, he answers and he lets us know that he is, he is right there with us. Those are words we all want to hear. Here I am. I have not left you. I have not forsaken you. I have not abandoned you. I am still here to sustain you. The good news of this scripture is that we have a God who answers when we call and who is there to redeem us when we need it. And trust me, we always need it. There's not a time in our lives when we don't need God. There's not a moment in our lives when we don't need his sustaining presence and his power. There's not a time in our lives when we don't need his healing and restoration. And this is what Isaiah was talking about. Seek the Lord. Seek to be in communion with the Lord at all times, and he will show you that he is right there with you. He says, remove the yoke from among you, that which holds you back and pushes you down and keeps you from going forward. Remove the pointing finger and the speaking of evil. Offer food to the hungry. Satisfy the needs of the afflicted, and you will see your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be like noonday. You know, to, to, to have our gloom be like noonday means that the light is so bright and so strong that the darkness is vanquished. I've often said that light always wins. It always wins against darkness. The dawn always drives, drives away the night. It is gone and is no more when the light comes. Isaiah was saying that when we are spreading God's light, we can sit back and watch the, the darkness disappear because God's light will vanquish it. God's light will triumph over it. And that is what we want right now. We want God's healing to come upon our land. We want this COVID to be gone. We want ourselves to be restored and redeemed. We want to be able to gather again in worship at the church. We want to be able to resume Sunday school. We want to be able to embrace those we love. All of these things that we yearn for. Isaiah says, seek the Lord. Continue to devote yourself to him. And you will see that light come. And you will see the darkness vanquished. And you will see the triumph of the Lord. When we do this, Isaiah says, the Lord continuously guides us and satisfies our needs in parched places. 
and makes our bones strong. You know, we have been through some very parched places, haven't we? Many still are in those parched places with family members who are sick or the grief that they are experiencing of having lost loved ones. Many are still in parched places because of the isolation that they feel because of the pandemic. They feel lonely, they feel alone, they feel forgotten, they feel forsaken. And it is in those parched places that Isaiah says that God comes to our aid. In those parched places, God promises to meet us to satisfy our need. Our need of what? Our need of Him. Our need of community, our need of fellowship, our need of reassurance that His goodness has not left us, our need to know that there will be light in the morning and that the noonday will be bright. If there is something that comes through in Isaiah is that we need more of God every day, not less, and that every day God promises to bring about His victory and His light. Isaiah is full of good news for us. Throughout the scriptures in Isaiah, you read time and time again that God is for us, that God will come to redeem us. In this very chapter, he says that we shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail, that our ancient ruins shall be rebuilt and that we shall be raised up like a foundation for many generations. You know, a garden is only as good as its source of water as those who care for it. It is good to know that our garden is watered by the Lord, that our lives are sustained by his presence, that he promises to put into us what we need and to supply our need. You know, if you plant a garden far away from where you have your hoes, and there comes a dry time, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to have to find a way to get that water to the garden or it will die. And there are times in which in our lives we feel like our garden is drying up. Our garden is parched. Our garden is dying. And it is at those times that, that Isaiah tells us that God is our source, our sustaining power that his presence in our lives gives us life and that we need to rely on him to be the one who helps us not just to survive, but to flourish. Or you know, when a garden is watered, it can bear fruit. When a garden is watered, it can continue to reproduce. When a garden is watered, it can continue to grow and develop. God is our source. He is our supply. And the good news is that he never fails. But if you hear the scripture in Isaiah very carefully, he doesn't just say that God is our source and our supply. He doesn't just say that God waters us like a garden is watered. He says that then we will be also like springs that never fail, that we will also water others, that God's grace will throw through us into others' lives, that God's goodness and grace will flow through us into the lives of those around us, and that we will help others to know the source that we know in God. It is God that repairs the breach between us and him 
through his son, Jesus Christ. But once he has repaired that breach, he also makes us part of his redeeming work. He calls us to help others to know Jesus Christ. He calls us to bloom where we are planted, and he promises to water us and to continue to sustain us. The promise of Isaiah for us today is something we need to hear, that now more than ever, when we feel parched, when we feel dry, when we feel like things are not going well, the Lord is not far away. He is nearby. We can call to him and he will say, here I am, and I am about to bring about the victory that you need. Isaiah finishes this section by telling us to refrain from trampling the Sabbath, to pursue our own interest on God's holy day. You know, he says, if you're going to the light in this day, if you're going to honor the Lord by setting time apart from him, then don't go about your own way. Don't go serving your own interest on that day or pursuing your own affairs. You know, it was interesting to me because basically God is saying, don't multitask in my time. Don't go about doing other things when you're supposed to be with me and for me and, and concentrating on what I want to share with you. He says the Lord will take delight in us as we take delight in him, as we take time apart to be with him and to be in his word and to worship him. And, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir because you're tuned in right now to this service. I know I'm preaching to the choir because you have set time apart to listen to this word and to be a part of this online service. You could be doing something else, but you have set time apart because you want to draw near to the Lord. Isaiah says, when we do that, the Lord delights in us and we delight in him. And we are able to see him leading us through our days. We must set time apart for the Lord that is his alone, that is not shared with other chores or other things that we would like to do. Time to worship him and pray to him. Time to commune with him and to read his word. Time to be about his kingdom and to proclaim his goodness from the rooftops. As he said at the beginning, a time in which we do not stop shouting about the goodness of God. On March the 2nd, when we hold the Ash Wednesday service, we will be outdoors because we will not be meeting in person. We will hold a drive-through Ash Wednesday in position of the ashes. It'll be a time for you to be able to come and receive the sign of the cross on your forehead, a reminder that Jesus Christ went to the cross for you, a reminder that we are dust and to dust we shall return but also a reminder that we while we are still here we are to be like a watered garden with water that never fails that while we are still here we're not to give up on proclaiming justice and having mercy with one another that while we are here we're not to be pointing the finger or to speak evil but that we are about to be about the righteousness of God and the kingdom of God. The Lord will satisfy our needs during this Lent season. He will draw near to us if we will draw near to him. 
Isaiah says that the word of God promises that this will be so and that the promises of God are true and faithful. I pray as you go through February and you have this month to prepare for the season of Lent, that when you get to the time of Ash Wednesday, you, you come prepared to set time apart to be with the Lord, to have him water you, to have him sustain you, to have him be your supply. God bless you. And I pray this word has spoken to you today.